0: Monolithic. Monolithic. welcome to monolithic the podcast where we explore diversity within black experiences i am Aaliyah janae and this episode is all about exploring different food lifestyles there is a narrative that all black melanated people eat the same and that's simply not true y'all know that there may be some similarities but we love a good counter narrative here so with all of that being said I have a special guest here with me today Tia thank you for being here thank you hey everyone yes yes we met at Spelman College We were RAs at the same time a lifetime ago (laughs) I'm excited to have you here how you doing
1: I'm doing good, all things considered, you know, we're just, we're out here trying to follow dreams and live day to day, honestly, that's, that's what's been getting me through in this panty situation, Um, but yeah, I can't
0: complain. (laughs) No, definitely. Are you ready to get started? I am. All right, let's dive into it. Can, we love a good origin story, so just tell the people, tell us a little bit about who you are, your upbringing, your background, all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Tia. Yeah, I was born in Kansas, um, but raised in New Mexico. I have <laughs> I have um, a military dad. So I, I spend a lot of time on base. Um, my mom is a nurse. Currently, I have two younger siblings. One of them's in college, one of them in high school. Um, so being an oldest sister is a big part of my identity um i'm a musician an artist a producer but just an overall creative i just like to i like the process of turning many things into another thing and so i've just been doing that and i've been doing that my whole life but now recently you know more seriously and trying to sustain off of that um i did like you said go to spelman graduated with a degree in spanish um i switched my major a lot but I ended up graduating with Spanish and teaching high school. That's where I'm at now. And what else? What else? Food wise, I was definitely raised on meat. So barbecues, um, reunions, parties. I mean, just day-to-day meals. Ribs used to be one of my favorite meals. So I definitely wasn't raised vegan. I wasn't raised um I would say super health conscious my parents made sure i eat my vegetables but we definitely ate out we definitely ate fast food we definitely um had a lot of sweets Mm -hmm. big thing still are for me i'm working on it but um yeah that's that's kind of me in a nutshell
0: now i love that and so when you talk about um you talked a little bit about your relationship with food would you like to like dive a little bit deeper like what role did food play in your house like was it got together every Sunday type of uh, like soul food?
1: <laughs> Not quite like soul food. Um, it started out that way. I think as a, as a kid, we used to have a lot more family meals you know, my dad would come home from work. My mom for a short time was staying at home with us. So it would be a thing. Like my dad would get off and then we would all sit at the table and eat. Uh, but as we all got older, it started to be kind of like everyone does their own thing but in the same space so we weren't eating at the table anymore um we were watching more tv a lot less conversation which I don't know if that happens as you get older naturally or if that was just something that happened in um my family but that was a thing and my relationship with food I mean my dad always used to say this was his personal philosophy I don't think it rubbed off on the entire family but he used to always say we eat to live, not live to eat. And that stuck with me, even though I didn't always apply it. And I think on the other hand, my mom, she definitely showed a lot of love through food. Oh and so God. it was kind of like two, two conflicting sides almost because, you know, I go over to my mom's mom's house and it's like feast. And then I go over to my dad's mom's house and it's like, not so much, you know, soul food Sundays. So I think I, as a whole learned definitely to eat everything that was on my plate. I I don't know if this is a running story, but I was always told, you know, Hey, there's starving kids somewhere. You need to eat all of this. And I definitely think that had an impact on how I relate to food because I always felt like I needed to eat everything that I was given because if not, it was a form of, being either greedy or disrespectful or just um not as aware I guess of how good I had it you know so I think that definitely impacted my relationship on food to this day
0: and it's funny because I can relate to that my mom used to put food up until we ate it so that was gonna be your breakfast that's gonna be your lunch that's gonna be your dinner <laughs> we're not wasting food Nope. <laughs> and but like now I get it as an adult because food is, food is expensive it is. I'm like, okay, I understand, Ma. I, yeah, I, understand. I freeze everything.
1: <laughs> no waste. Like, smorgasbord, that was, that was a word. Like, we finna take out all these leftovers and eat it at the end of the week. And we'll start again the next week. But mm-hmm. as an adult now, I'm like, even if I'm cooking for myself, you know, I might make too much food. If I put it on my plate, it's getting ate. And I, I'm working on that because I don't know if it's exactly healthy, but I, I I could definitely see how that came from my childhood.
0: Yeah. Food yeah. um, portions, me and them, we gotta build a better relationship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so how is it now? How do you find it now? Like as it relates to how it was as a child and then maybe now.
0: See, I always wanted seconds. So I was always a greedy child. Like I love food from day one like yeah. I always love food and so um now it's like I don't have to ask for seconds I could just make a big plate and I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like a controlled thing like I get to control how much I eat and there's moments where I'm learning like my metabolism like I know my metabolism now and so there's moments where I'm like I might eat smaller portions but like eat more like often because I know I'm gonna be hungry later or yeah. I know moments when I'm going to be greedy, especially if I cook something really good. I want to eat it all that night. So I'm like, okay, no, I have to be disciplined sometimes and just drink water before bed or drink like a lot of fluids. So then like I'm actually full. So I don't think about food. So, yeah, I have to play tricks. (laughs)
1: Yay, I'm clapping it up for you. I, I hope to get there. I really do. I know that took some work
0: still do some days I'm like okay I can make a little snack but well, my snack is gonna be a banana or something before mid.
1: yeah
0: like let me put some banana peanut butter or like again it turns the whole meal <laughs> like, and one time I was like I'm to do a banana I'm just a bit oh I got a bread I was like no <laughs> banana like just stick to it it's one in the morning <laughs> Get it that's again. discipline man that's discipline
1: <laughs> like
0: Honestly, fruit is my go-to meal when I'm starting to get really hungry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm getting my sugar.
1: It's yes. some,
0: like some fluids in there. So hydration's a little bit in there. Like I feel better. Like it makes psychologically, I'm like, okay, I'm okay.
1: Yes, I totally agree with that. I've been trying to incorporate more fruit into my diet, like to curb the uh, the hunger, like you said, like that I don't eat as much pasta or bread or starch. And because I will, I could eat fruit all day long and not get tired of it. So I just have to make sure that I'm including all the other things, but man, yeah. it's to do with right.
0: time. And so we kind of talked about this a little bit, but what was your transition from like how you grew up into like your philosophy on food and how you eat now?
1: Ah, yes, I went, I remember it because it was a uh, new year's Eve. And I just said to myself, you know what, new year's day. I'm starting, I'm starting on a new track. Yo, me too. (laughs) I did like, it was just, it was, it was from one day to another. Like I didn't give it too much thought because I I will overanalyze and I I wanted to try it and I wanted to see how disciplined I could be. And so I had been hearing a lot about, you know, just vegetarianism in general. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I said, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to be vegetarian. Day one, that's how I started off. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mind you, I was also still in college. So the calf made it a lot harder than it needed to be. But I survived. I was still eating cheese and dairy, um, not so much eggs. And then I ran into on campus, this little vegan boy who started like teaching and sharing and all these things. And I mean, long story short, we ended up dating, but getting to talk to a vegan that was not so, so much judgmental, but more so helpful, Yeah, it definitely helped me transition a lot smoother because I already had somebody who knew some things and I wasn't starting from scratch. So I transitioned from being vegetarian to vegan pretty quickly, like within like, I mean, quickly for me, at least for like four months, I was vegetarian and then I went completely vegan. And I've been vegan since. I think I've had like a handful of oopsies. And from from then, yeah, I've I've just been out here just trying to find new recipes and um, converting the things that I used to like as a kid into, you know, better, healthier things. And I will say I definitely was ridiculed for it. My family, parents, friends, I mean, you know, you know, we go through this. And that part was a little rough, but I think it would have been rougher if I wasn't a person who, if I was a person who maybe relied more on how other people felt about my actions, but I had already come to like a, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do type of phase. So it wasn't as difficult as it could have been.
0: Yeah, definitely some similarities in there for me. It was my 2012 New Year's resolution. (laughs) So around this time, I'm still like, am I answering my, I think I'm either junior or senior, somewhere around that time. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom, like, for the holiday, for Christmas, even though we didn't really celebrate Christmas, we just always ate food. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mom, make all my favorite meals. And she's like, okay. So I had enchiladas, I had meatloaf, I had all these things that I used to love, like what else chili like it was just all these random foods none of it made sense none of our like holiday meals ever made sense we always kind of like whatever we felt like oh let's have a Mexican holiday or let's have uh, a rice dish let's have a like seafood like we always had a theme in a sense that's dope it was like not like very non-traditional like we're very non-traditional anyway but I was like mom make all my favorite foods and she's like okay and I just ate what I could And then New Year's came, she made jambalaya. And I'm like, mom, make some jambalaya with those uh, turkey sausage. Because I didn't um, grow up, I didn't eat pork or beef. Uh So we just ate chicken, turkey, uh, fish. Um, And then I didn't start eating like shrimp and and crawfish and crab legs until about maybe my sophomore year of high school. Because we didn't eat, we only ate freshwater fish. So Uh Sorry, that's a long, like, a lot of sidebars, <laughs> but I was... <laughs> but I'm like, okay, yeah, so I ate all the foods, and then New Year's came, she made me some jambalaya with no sausage in it, and it was cabbage on the side, and that was, like, my first non-meat meal. My mom, at first, didn't understand, um, but not in a bad way. She just knew I was greedy, so yeah. she was like, what's wrong with, like... <laughs> What's going on? Oh, my God. Like, like, legit, I used to be such a carnivore that I, it's hard for me to even think back about it because that's just yeah. so not me now. But I was the one picking meat out of the pot. I was the one stealing chicken, oh, running away. Or <laughs> like, I was the one coming straight home from school, frying five to 10 pieces of chicken just for myself and then ate dinner later. Like, okay, I'm I saying. was that person. <laughs> I literally had a burn on my hand from frying a chicken burrito what it was aggressive like I was really like I'm eating this food chicken strips corn dogs like anything you can think of I was eating it so as I'm telling my mom okay this is a transition for me she's like okay 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 like (laughs) she first it was the question mark okay then the last okay was like okay I'm accepting this
1: yeah wow you did it right though like to to be able to plan ahead and say okay one last hurrah all my meals boom like are there any that you were, you wish you had added Heck yeah.
0: it's a lot of stuff like i never ate ribs growing up so when you were talking about ribs i'm like i never even had a rib but oh, man. You, you eat lamb for occasionally so yeah i had like lamb chops but now i found like there's lamb ribs and i'm like well i never experienced lamb ribs like let me see. i think
1: that's the hardest part now is realizing like there's so i mean there's so much food out there that i just especially want a person wanting to travel and you know try new things Mm -hmm. it's like where do i find the balance between you know keeping my identity and my chosen identities intact versus experiencing new things and that's when i messed up when i went to the dr and i thought you know i could just for, for a smooth week, just transition back, you know, try some new things. I almost died. They thought I had to go to the hospital. I was like, my stomach had seized up. I was throwing up, me and my roommate, we were going through it. And that's, that I think was a good lesson for me to learn. It's like, as much as there are other things that I wish I could try, I don't feel like I'm missing out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that too, because I have a sensitive body anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, me knowing my body, I'm like, I'm not going to put myself through pain just for this one situation. Like, I do that in other ways. I don't need to do this with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like don't I don't,
1: don't need it like
0: that.
1: No. So, and
0: uh-uh. so, even for me, I'm the type of vegan that I will bring my own food to a space because, like, I don't. this is my lifestyle and my decision I don't feel like no one else is responsible for it I don't feel like educating I don't want to educate I don't want to have to explain I don't want you to spend your money and then you get it wrong then you mad at me no I'm bringing my own stuff and that helps me because I know what I need I know what my body needs so I just bring it and then we can still like I still want the community around food like I still want to talk and express whatever I'm just not going to eat the food that you prepare and it's no disrespect it's just I'm not risking my health and my well-being just to be around people, and just for your sake, like for your sake, no,
1: no, I, you're you're on the money with that. Bringing your own food, I feel like that would relieve so much of the stress that happens for a lot of vegans too. Like whenever you are invited somewhere, or you're, you know, people want to go out here, people want to do this, do that. And sometimes, especially at the beginning of the journey, I felt like, dang, I'm gonna miss out. Or like, dang, I don't even wanna go no more. Y'all going to a steakhouse. Like, I don't even wanna go. And sometimes it is like that. It's just a, nah, I ain't coming. But that's a good idea to just bring your own so you ain't even gotta to explain to nobody nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, go. when I know I'm going like to a restaurant that I'm really not down for it, I would let them know like, hey, there's nothing on the menu for me, so I'm not going. They're like, well, what about the broccoli? I said, they probably use butter. Oh, like, yeah, I just told you, like, right. listen to me. <laughs> or I would just like, I'll go and I'll like drink water and I'll eat before or after. Like, mm-hmm. again, I still love the community around food. It's just, I'm not gonna eat right now. Right. But then don't you ever
1: notice, like, when you're the only person not eating at a table, it's automatically like, all eyes are on you. What's wrong? Why aren't you eating? Like, it's almost like you have, you, there's no way to avoid the questions. You know like,
0: what? I don't feel like that though. Um, maybe because like I'm very like transparent, like upfront with whatever I'm doing. Like yeah. there was a time that I was doing a 40-day liquid fast and we went out to eat and they knew I wasn't touching nothing because I was fast. And okay. so like my friends were kind of like, Oh, they're ordering, we just talking like nothing happened. Like it was not a an issue because they already knew. Yeah. Um yeah, and I'm also like. I'm one of those people, I'm going to start being an asshole about it. Like, so why do you eat meat? So why do you, because like you keep questioning me. Let me ask you some questions. Right. And sometimes I don't think people understand how intrusive some of their questions are. Like, I get that you're curious in a way, but if we're just trying to like hang out and have a good time, I don't want to talk about my health. Like right. I can talk about something else.
1: Right. Like, I don't have to be the topic of conversation. And yeah, right. It do be intrusive. It's like, you know, there's certain things that you just you know you wouldn't ask people and curiosity can turn into disrespect so easy that it's just mm-hmm. like i don't even want to bring you to the light because you piss me off <laughs>
0: you're annoying. and people always like that can't be me and i'm like you're right it's me so move on <laughs> like i <You're> know
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> i know who i'm talking to yeah i know
0: <laughs> so yeah that's kind of been a journey for me and then when i went to uh so that was like my vegetarian space. This is before I knew what a pescatarian was. Heard. Okay. Cause I feel like pescatarian is a newer term. Cause I almost did this 10 years ago. I just, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, realization. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. I'm about to come up on my decade mark of like not eating meat. Wow. wow. Oh. Snap. Wow. That's wow. Wow. That's It happened so fast, but it was so many transitions because I tried everything. Um, and so like after the I was vegetarian and like I still ate like fish occasionally. Um there was still some dairy, but like my body never responded to dairy well anyway. So I kept telling Mm -hmm. myself, like, again, why am I putting myself through this pain for this? quesadilla when I know 10 seconds later I'm gonna be running to the bathroom like it just got to a point where it gradually got worse like I used to be able to eat macaroni and cheese and I could wait like an hour two hours cool and then I had to go to the bathroom it got to the point where it was like as soon as I ate it it would like digest it immediately and I'm like this don't even make sense like biologically like I don't think the food processed that fast (laughs) run right through you it just got it got too much. And I was just like, you know what? Clearly my body is rejecting this stuff. Like I need to listen to it. And yeah. even when like at Spelman, people are always like, oh, it was hard. Like for me, it wasn't hard because I knew we had that stir fry station. Yes. And I'm Ooh. like, okay, I'm gonna mix my food up. I'm gonna put a different sauce. I'm gonna bring my own sauce. Like, and then I have. A lot of the cooks there they started to notice so they'll cook me stuff on the side shout out to miss liz miss liz (laughs) held me down
1: i hope she retired by now i
0: hope so too she deserved it yeah Yeah. she held me down in so many ways like she almost got in trouble for me because she was cooking me stuff on the side and i was like don't risk your job no more but thank you and so like i started to have people in my life who were supporting me in so many different ways that it was like oh this is easy or people, I'll make a stir fry and then I'm like, where you find that at? I'm like, I just made it. <laughs> yeah. you, you learn,
1: like, you just learn, you learn. And it's just like any other adjustment, but like you just, with practice, you get better. And then it's like breathing. You know? yeah. I remember like in the beginning, it seemed hopeless because you would look on the back of everything and it's like milk, whey protein, this, 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 eggs, like powdered this, powdered that. But now I just, I know before I even pick up the box, I'm like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. that's not that's not gonna be for me.
0: Yep, and like, I love those labels, even though sometimes I get annoyed with them, but I'm like, that's why I bring my own food. Cause some people can be like, oh, I bought this. I'm looking like, ooh, it was made in the same factory. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. Like, I just feel bad, but I'm like, just leave it alone.
1: <laughs> you ever feel like you sound extra bougie in those situations?
0: Yeah, I actually got called high maintenance before. Like, oh, you've been too high maintenance. Um, I got called a lot of things. Like, you're doing too much. It's not that serious. been high maintenance. Uh, you've been extra. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, anything along those lines, I've been called. Yep, same. I feel like, and that's,
1: that speaks, at least for me, it spoke to what I saw growing up, which was that, you know, that kind of lifestyle was reserved for the rich, the wealthy and the white, you know, and (laughs) not realizing how much of our history and how much of our makeup is, is plant-based. Exactly. And finding, I, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't exposed to those ideas until I became plant-based and was exploring on my own. But prior to that, you know, kale was always associated, especially within my family. Like it was a joke, you know, like, oh, the kale, that's what the white people are eating. Or, you know, like, oh, you got a green smoothie, like all of a sudden you're bougie. And it's like, no, you know, I'm just trying to
0: stay alive. get my it's, It's so weird that everybody else, like a lot of other cultures, they have food that are for them, right? Yeah. When it comes to us, our food has been mixed up and like a lot of our food that we eat like on a common basis does not align with our genetic makeup. And right. I don't think people like listen to that. Like even for me talking about being lactose intolerant that's literally my body saying you cannot have this. And yet it's such a key part of the standard American black American diet. And it's like all of us are lactose intolerant in some form ding, 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 that's a bell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, like, come on. Like, you really think it just randomly popped up out of nowhere and now all these millions of people are supposed to be lactose intolerant and take this pill for this and this pill for that. It's like, no, you just aren't supposed to be drinking or consuming milk that was made for a baby animal. That's what it comes down to, you know? And when you
0: say it like that, now you're being like... Right oh my God, like, what are right. you talking about? Now you're like, quote unquote, um, crazy or the conspiracist and all that stuff. Hey,
1: but you know what I realized is every time, every time you like confront someone on their foundation or maybe confront isn't the word, but whenever like there's a, like you take someone out of what they think is reality or their, their own reality or expose them to something else, it's always a defensive, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. And I just... I mean, you do meet people every now and then that are very open to those kinds of interactions. Like they wanna be put on something new or they're like interested in something that could benefit them. But as a whole, it's just <laughs> it'd be rocky like when you try to tell people these things. But I'm like, guys, doesn't this make sense to you? Like humans, mothers, you know, breastfeed their children and so do other mammals. Mm-hmm. You don't see other mammals trying to drink other mammals' milk, you know? Like it just,
0: but hey. And let's not even get into the process of how the milk is. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: They don't need all that now. When I try to tell people about the pus, they start acting
0: real crazy. <laughs> it just makes me twitch. Like, oh, but again, like I'm not, we are not trying to shame anybody. It's just like a level of education and knowing what you're putting into your body is okay. Because, you know, like we don't have, everybody's body is different. So having a one standard way of doing something and all that, um, it's just, it's just unrealistic, you know? Yeah. yeah even when I started my vegan diet, or I don't want to call it a diet, my vegan lifestyle, um, I was nervous because I didn't know if I even wanted to call it vegan because I knew I wasn't doing it for animals. That's what it means. I knew that it was for health reasons Um, and like the sustainability of health and like preventative measures. Like it was a whole, and it was also spiritual as well. Um, It was a very spiritual moment for me. Um, but I went forward and it was easy. And then I kept challenging myself. Like, I love a good challenge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just do Dr. Sebi's diet. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then that's when I feel like my brain and my awareness opened up so much. Because I'm like, Kalaloo, I don't have to eat kale. I could just right. I can eat something else. There's Kalaloo, there's chard. There's all these other green vegetables that I can eat instead of just spinach and kale and green right. and collard greens. Like okay so like I got so excited I'm like all oh, these fruits like I never even heard of soursop but I love it it reminds me of a green now later like yeah. <laughs> all these things or well, the apple would be now later but it was just so many things I was exposed to when I became vegan plant-based um yeah. that I'm like wow well, I don't know if I would have ever imagined or even would have known this if I hadn't take took in that step or if I didn't take that step um yeah. Because again, we eat what we're used to. Like, right. we made chicken every type of way imaginable. Put it with potatoes, rice, no. like, <laughs> put it with the same it's stuff,
1: best, well, you know? And I mean, I think that too, like when you bring up it being a spiritual thing, I, I really felt like it, it allowed me to, in a way, reconnect with like, ancestors that I'll never know, you know, right. or like, practices that I wasn't exposed to as a child. Like it just, it opened the door for a lot more than just, uh, like you said, a diet. Like it was a lifestyle, but it also, I mean, it led me to thinking just more about Afrocentricity in general and like just everything. You know, like it just opened because now you have all these other possibilities. Like you said, instead of just kale and spinach figuratively and literally now you got all these other green vegetables and it felt like it worked the same like spiritually it was like instead of just this one thing or two things like now I had options that I was
0: exploring and And I love options man like yeah wow like it was a beautiful thing and um like I said earlier I did the I did a 40-day fast because that was more spiritual, you know, the connection to 40. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to do a 40-day just liquid fast. I'm not eating any solid foods. And when I tell you, I felt like that was my strongest, healthiest self. I was proud. And then I was d- did it in college. Like, all of these things transpired in college. People wow. were like, oh, I gained a freshman 15. That was not my experience. I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. If anything, I lost weight when I went to college because I was so focused on um just my health and I knew I was staying up later. So I'm like, if I'm gonna stay up later, I at least want to put some stuff into my body that's going to fuel me. Like, it was just all these things. I, it was like, if I do this, then this. Like, it was a math problem in my head. <laughs> it
1: really it really do be like that though. Right. Wow. I'm yeah. just, and this, it just, I mean, now this is like, my brain is like, thinking about the whole journey of like I thought about yeah like you said just like that discipline that level of discipline that it almost requires like just requires because if you just let yourself go all willy-nilly you'll eat anything but to have the discipline to say like no I'm only going to do what's good for me like, it's not just the food, like it, it'll translate into the other areas of life. And I found that my relationships too, um, almost got the same kind of like purge that my body did, you know, Ooh. like the bad, bad energy, bad vibes, like boundaries that I hadn't put up, like just all of those things. I feel like the vegan lifestyle helped me with that, which is also why, like, you know, i have be trying to share, I mean, and again because the people don't know this you were one of the first vegans especially black vegans that I ever saw interacted with saw eating like all those things and that that threw me over the edge. I was like oh yeah I could do this. <laughs> like I could totally do this. No. And to see like in college too like your health was noticeable. And for me that that did a lot which is which is why to this day like I still try to share with people how to do this you know but i've also realized you can't save everyone
0: oh absolutely not and i appreciate you for sharing that out loud cuz i know you told me in private so i'm um, thank yeah. thank you cuz that means a lot cuz sometimes you know you just you, you don't you never know who's watching you right and that's something I learned about our people specifically, is that you can tell them anything, but they're not going to believe you until see, they see it. They need their visual learners. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, people think I'm crazy now. I'm, you know, people told me, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Uh, especially, like, people like friends, or not necessarily friends, but people I encountered. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. They will always question it. But as soon as they started to see my transformation, now it's, Aaliyah, I've seen this. Like, can you help me with this? And I'm like, okay. So I just had to accept that people are going to come around when they are ready and when they want to. So I wasn't going to force it. I wasn't going to educate. I wasn't going to preach. I was like, no, I'm just going to live and do me. And then if people want the information, they're going to seek it because they know where they can find it. And right. that's another reason why a lot of people are, are afraid of it because they don't know where to start. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, if I know that Aaliyah or Tia is doing it, maybe I'll start with them. And then, you know, and so. Right. It's fun now. Like, now I don't care. Like, I'll answer questions if I feel like
1: yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I'm in the space too, I'll, look, I got a little, some pamphlets, some flyers I can send. You know, people that are really
0: interested will ask. And I'm like, now it's so much easier now too. And I'm like, there are so many like vegan products now. Like you don't Man. even have to make things from scratch.
1: I'm like, what are we, like, it still surprises me when I walk in the grocery store and I see
0: certain things. Like it's a new thing every day. And I'm like, where did this come from? What is this? Tell me about it. Like I used to make my own like Brazil nut cheese and all this stuff. Now I'm like, ooh, Daya. Okay, it's still processed food. So I also have to keep in mind, like I'm not a processed food eater that much. So yeah. I still like, yes, it's vegan, but it's still processed. So I'ma eat this occasionally. But then sometimes I'm like, I want my lasagna. Like I right. want my vegan lasagna. <laughs> I imagine lasagna. I
1: made some last night. <laughs> I had to had sometimes you just get that craving. And I feel like, like you said, occasionally, you know, you, you might be able to slide it in there. But like like eating slutty vegan three days out of the week is still not going to be good for you it doesn't matter if it's vegan; like yeah, it's not gonna be good it's not
0: and sometimes another reason why I like to bring my own food is because some people don't understand like even the bread that people use like yes the patty itself can be plant-based but what are what's the bread you're using are you cooking it on the same <laughs> No, oh, I'm like, do people not, but again, people
1: wouldn't think about this, I guess, but it's like, that's why I'm here to, to remind you. Cause I happen to so many restaurants, places I've been to like, oh yeah, we have a vegan burger. And then when I bite into it, I'm like, I'm tasting the beef juice that was on the grill. So it's not a vegan burger anymore. No. It's
0: not. Like cross-contamination is real. Like
1: it is like, you wouldn't do this with somebody who had a peanut allergy. So don't do it with
0: me. You know, it got to the point, y'all. I had to start telling some tales. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, yeah, it's an allergy. Can you cook it separately? Like, yeah, uh, because I'm like, y'all, yo, again, you don't have to deal with the after effects of it. I do. And if I'm spending my money somewhere, please treat me with respect and honor what I'm telling you. Because when I leave this restaurant and I'm throwing up, you still in the in the restaurant doing your job. I'm over right. here throwing up my guts. Like no, okay, that was too graphic, but you get what I'm no, saying. No, no. I get. It.
1: I get you. Sometimes you have to fudge it just a little bit, you know. I'm I'm allergic to meat and dairy. Sorry, no animal products. Yeah, no, no, no. Causes a bad rash.
0: Yeah, but in hindsight, like it kind of do though. Like it's not like.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's why I like. I feel comfortable doing it because it's not a complete lie, you know. Like, there is going to be a reaction. (laughs) There is.
0: Goodness. Oh goodness. No. This has been hilarious. Like, it's so many (laughs) things. Like, we can continue to talk about this, baby. But before we get off of here, I want to ask you, what is um? Why? Well, actually, I have two more questions. Why do you think that this conversation, this topic, is important, especially for our community?
1: Oh my goodness. I, I really feel like, and this this is, I think, the core of the reason why I even transitioned at the first in the beginning because I felt like out of all the problems that I was seeing, out of all the, all the isms, all of them, I was like, you know what? This could be the one thing that we do that could really com- like combine everything into one. You know, like we could address mm-hmm. multiple issues with one thing, because in my head, I'm like, all right, if we can come to a consensus about what's healthy, what's, what's appropriate, like there, you know, there's no reason that like our government should be, well, let me not say it like that. Let me say it like that. our government is promoting unhealthy behavior because it's profitable, those things, and along with multiple other things that they do because it's profitable, but it always ends up hurting us the most. I'm like, okay, this is one way we could tackle multiple issues at once. Like, if people could understand how to eat, then maybe that'll fuel more people's interest in growing their own food, you know, and yeah. taking that dependency back from the government. Or, you know, maybe we could reconnect, like we were talking about earlier, spiritually and in multiple ways not just to ancestors but to the earth in general so we can live more harmoniously right so i feel like for black people indigenous people um this is just a thing like i think we can we can use not only for us but just for the environment and for e- for everything like it could encompass so much so i feel like it's a good starting point um and i feel like it could I think it's so hard for us because it it questions a lot of the things that have been laid as like foundation for many of us, and yeah, I feel like moving out of that space would only be beneficial, you know, like people who feel like this kind of lifestyle is maybe too expensive or who feel like
0: you know i'm gonna
1: just I'm gonna just stop it right there i'm gonna just yeah. Stop it.
0: You know, and I always hear the expensive conversation and I'm like, you know, I understand that there are food deserts and, you know, you want to get more bang for your buck, but we choose where we want to spend money, period. If you want to, we buy, I'm going to say all of us, but some folks buy expensive shoes expensive clothes purses hair all those things if you can invest that much money on those types of things why can't you do the same for like the thing that you're putting into your body that's going to help sustain your life you know so i think it's all about perception and knowing that everybody has their vices in a sense i choose to spend my money on organic foods that's what i want to do that's what i'm gonna do you can spend your money however you want but know like um we have the buying power and so I want us to get out of that mindset of like, oh, I can't afford it, I can't do it. You can, you have to make some adjustments and some sacrifices, but that's life, you Yeah. Know? And, and then, you, oh, go ahead.
1: What you said finished the thought that I was having <laughs> trouble with coming up with earlier, which was like just getting, becoming more independent, especially as black people independent from the state and learning to like we were talking about growing the own food, but also I guess the the core of it is like divesting from from things that don't benefit us and investing in things that do. Right. And being vegan is like one way that you can literally reinvest into yourself. And I feel like if we can learn how to do that more often, then we won't be as tempted to invest in all these other things
0: right. that
1: help us, you know?
0: see it was teamwork teamwork
1: my brain was like the the, uh uh (laughs) i was like all right we just gonna let it go i got
0: you i got you thank you thank you of course and um one thing that i want to share is that understanding the value of plants right like Mm. they are multi-part like they're (laughs) multi-purpose you know you can use it for almost anything and i don't think that sometimes we Think about or correlate seasonings to plants. Like when you just cut an animal and cook it, it doesn't taste like anything. It's the, it's the plants. It's the herbs that make it, that gives it the flavor.
1: Yes.
0: And so like, I want to keep that in mind, especially for us, like people who use seasonings, like we, <laughs> we are, <laughs> I, I couldn't say that without that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like people who love flavor, flavorful foods and right. we actually use seasonings, take the time to realize like, you know, like, this is a herb. Yeah. And this herb is what transforms this plant I and mean, this like food and this meat into something else. And yes. To get that taste. And That's so-
1: one of my main things I'd be telling people, especially when I get into a heated argument. <laughs> I'm like, look, you are not one. You're not going to just go bite into a cow. You're not going to do that. But even if you did and you managed to cook it without any salt or herbs, you would be highly disappointed. Mm-hmm. highly disappointed that the herbs are the magic it's plant magic it's just on your food
0: exactly man see we be i'm sorry we, <laughs> we <gotta stop. laughs> no is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners
1: i would say that if anyone is out there interested in a more plant-based lifestyle because maybe maybe it's not you going vegan maybe it's not you know you going vegetarian today But I would just really take a look at your pantry and start by just discarding the things or making a note to discard things that you know are not good for you, right? So if you got a box of honey buns up in there or, you know, a box of, I don't know, just like I would encourage people to make the better choices because we all know, you know, we get that voice in, in our heads that, that says, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Dude, right.
0: you know,
1: eating hella fries, you know, is not good for you. you. know, eating, eating, just all that stuff. So I would just say, if anyone's interested, the first step, in my opinion, would be to just start getting rid of the things that you know are not good for you. Then you can add some things that you know are. Yep. And you can work from there.
0: Balance is key, all right? And just to echo what Tia said, like, again, it's not, we're not trying to convert anybody. You come on your own time, on your own terms, if you feel like it, no Mm -hmm. pressure. We're just having the conversation because it needs to be had. Um, And also a piece of advice that I would love to share with everybody is to just read the labels, read the ingredients. You'll be surprised. Something that you think is so simple has fifteen to thirty ingredients, and you're like, well, "Why does it need all these things?" Yeah, and half of them we can't pronounce. Right. So even if you just take out the beautiful thousand-dollar phone that we all got, <laughs> and or most of us have, and and just Google like, "What is this?" And I think that would help you to understand what you're putting into your body and like how it will like impact your body long term. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people don't think about long-term effects. And, you know, it's fine now. Like, oh, I'm okay now. But I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I personally don't want to be an older, uh, seasoned person in pain. I don't. So I know that my decisions now will impact how I live later. And so those are just some food for thoughts. (laughs) Like my (laughs) fun. That was food for (laughs) thoughts. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was
1: good
0: perfect all right Tia
1: thank you so much for being here with thank me today you. this was great this was great this was definitely a conversation that needed yeah
0: definitely and I was like it just warms my heart you could tell I got a smile on my face <laughs> oh, you can't see it but it's there it's definitely there and so Tia what are you working on where can people find you what's going on in like artistry world yes so people can
1: find me mainly on Instagram that's Hira dot underscore dot soul, so it's g-i-r-a dot underscore dot s-o-u-l and yeah they can stay up to date on the things that i'm doing but i'm, I'm always writing music it's just a matter of will i release it or not
0: so this come on you gotta release it's so like a hula hoop to it
1: come I on know, i know i got some i got some hula hoop bangers okay okay day. i'm down <laughs> but yeah no stay up to date on that folks um Cause I don't know when I will release next, but I also do have another business venture that I'm starting with It's called Village Concept. And it's, a, it's an art house that I hope will be able to house multiple artists, um, black and indigenous people of color only and all handmade stuff. So you'll find like soy candles on there, some sugar scrubs, also some minimalist jewelry that I've been creating um, just a lot of stuff. It's a house for all of my random art projects. So you can follow both of those, and yeah, stay tuned.
0: Thank you. Please support our sis here. I hope you get to come back soon. Please come back and see us. Yes, talk to us. Yes, I will for sure. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to Monolithic the podcast where we explore diversity within Black experiences. I hope that you learned something from this topic. We talked about an array of things. We hope that at least one thing resonated with you. And please let us know in the comments. And you can do that on Instagram at monolithic underscore the podcast. Enjoying the conversation. Stay tuned for future episodes. Thank you so much. Peace and gratitude. Monolithic